Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PTF podcast, The Jump Net. My name is Lance Corporal J. Pearson. I'm here with Lance Corporal A. Finney. Uh, Finney, what do you do in the PTF? Oh, so uh, thanks for having me on. You know, I've been watching the show a little bit, listening in. Um, So right now, I'm a JTAC. So my whole job in the PTF is to... um, be that middleman between our air assets mac 36 and our ground platoon so uh right now i'm in first platoon i'm the senior jtac for them and pretty much whenever a strike needs to get called in or resupply uh i get called up on the net call right into mac 36 and hopefully they get there without crashing you know i've, I've had a couple of incidents you know in the past six months but you know it's all fun i love being a jtac definitely i mean uh i i work closely with finney um and uh i'm the junior jtac he's a senior jtac for first platoon um and he's taught me a ton of stuff in the past however many weeks um, it, it's complicated but it's easy to learn and once you get used to it you know it, you start actually getting okay at it uh yeah, and yeah. finney's been a huge help in that process yeah um, it's uh oh i was gonna say it's kind of um it's a learning experience really definitely um, it's it's not like uh, a lot of other MOSs in the PTF um, where it's just like, okay, you show up for training maybe, you know, one time a week or whatever. It's it's a very constant thing that you have to stay up. Um, you're running multiple uh, radios at the exact same time um, on the long range and short range. You're trying to make sure that the entire operation is running. Um, you know, just a failed resupply could mean the operation takes another 30, 40 minutes when, um, you know, people aren't getting their ammo uh, there might be a problem where, you know, we're dealing with a tank, an MBT, and we don't have the necessary anti-tank to take it out. And it just prolongs it up. So it's kind of like that thing where you have to stay on the game 24-7 and you'd be paying attention for every single moment. Definitely. And uh, I have four nets going on at the same time. Sometimes <laughs> uh, I try and cut it down to three whenever I can. Uh, generally, uh, Finney's there and I'm there at the same time. So one of us can take transport. One of us can take cast, which is close air support. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit easier then, but still you're listening into the, um, platoon squad net. Um, and then you're also listening into the JTAC net, uh, and then also either the cast or the, uh, transport net. And so sometimes you're running all four. <laughs> That's even oh, yeah, tougher. Yeah. yeah. I've had all four yelling at me at the same time. I had to figure out, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And uh, it's definitely a, um, it's, it's, it's a process and it's something you have to learn how to, how to listen into everything at once and how to make oh, the yeah. decision of what to respond to first. Yeah. You, you get a uh, lot of like funny experiences just with it, you know, like somebody yeah. will be in your ear and be like, Oh, there's an MPT, a T six, T62 West. It's firing on first platoon. Like you need to take it out now. And it's like, Hey man, like you telling me West really doesn't help me out. Like I got, well, I need a grid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, well th- thanks for telling me West. I'll make sure to tell, you know, Mac 36, Hey, just nuke half, you know, the West side of the Island. Like, yeah. Like, you see okay, like well. that whole area right there. Yeah. Just like, I don't want it. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah, want but, it anymore. I, but that, that's what makes the job fun, you know, cause it, it's like yeah. that little stuff. It, it, it's kind of like that just experience that, um, you know, if you're really not, a JTAC, it's hard to kind of understand at first, but like once you see it in action, it's like, damn, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. And uh, just as a JTAC, you, you touched on some of the responsibilities, but um, what specifically do we do? I mean, um, obviously there's cast stuff and there's transport stuff, but um, just a little bit more in depth. Yeah. So um, 
like I said before, you know, you're the you're the middleman, right? Yeah. Um, any thing that you find, pretty much, you need to be relaying. Um, you know, it's not a ground forces game. It's not an air forces game. You know, it, it's a combined arms. You need to make sure that you know everybody is getting the full picture of the operation. Um, and you know, I, I that's kind of kind of matches in with my real life job because um, I'm in the army and I do um, intelligence. So I, I'm used to having to be able to relay stuff and be able to um, paint the full picture for everybody on the ground because first platoon and second platoon might be seeing two different things. And if first yeah. platoon's JTAC is seeing, hey, we got a QRF coming in from the north and second platoon's in the south, well, they don't see that. Now we don't tell yeah. them and now they're getting flanked. It, it's a big... Um, understanding that everybody needs to have if if one person isn't in it isn't in the game then you know everybody's out it's it's that weakest link can ruin the whole operation and you know i've messed up a couple times yeah you know, i'll put follow myself you know like you know i'll get downed and they'll be like hey we need extract right now or we need a uh, resupply or we need a strike on a target and i'm down and you know what it, it shows that that can actually create a massive problem you know the job of a jtac is extremely important i'd say it's probably one of the most important uh, MOSs in the PTF close to a squad leader and a platoon leader and the platoon sergeant, just for the fact that, you know, if a JTAC goes down and no one knows and no one's able to get the uh, necessary information out to um, people on the ground and in the air, you know, that could halt a push and a push on the objective or just even getting us out of there. So, you know, it's kind Definitely. of like that. Uh, it's like that one wrong move uh, can totally just ruin everything. Definitely. And there's definitely a few times when I went down, uh, I remember, uh, it was during one operation, I think it was last campaign and, uh, you weren't, I think you were, uh, filling in for Goot as company level, um, at that point in time. And, uh, I had just started, you know, I, I remember this is, but this is the first operation where I started, uh, having like a naming scheme for my LZs. And, uh, for those who don't know, my naming scheme is uh, different fingers. Um, so, uh, it's pinky thumb, <laughs> mid, uh, ring and uh pointer is my LZ names. And then if I have to go any further then I like start naming like toes, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I was, uh, I just put down LZ pinky, uh, we were running we were along this rock wall and, uh, all of a sudden just a ton of enemy, uh, infantry just started coming right from the uh, tree line at this point like my second or third operation as a JTAC. And uh, I'm just like, I don't know, like any, like the nine line, five line stuff yet. I'm just, I'm just going, bro, we need some bombs, bro. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's how on the is. Cast that, that actually is yeah. how it is like most but, of the time. Yeah. But I had just called in the airstrike. I just put down the smoke and I just got shot in the back of the head. Uh, I'm <laughs> sitting there bleeding out. Nobody knows I went down. And then uh, I I just told everybody get out get out of the area now this whole grid is gonna get bombed, and I got I got down and then rockets all over the place hellfire yeah. missiles took out that whole I, tree yeah, line. I remember that off. I remember that one. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> that was really cool. That was like the movie moment type thing. Yeah, and, I mean uh, that, that's, that's kind of when I. That's like it's kind of when I knew that I want to be a JTAC, you know. Yeah, it's it's those yeah. crazy moments that just like you know if, if you were in any other position. Like, especially at the squad level, like, that's never going to happen, right? No. It's never going to be, like, those, like, uh, Steven Spielberg, like, crazy, you know, movie moments where it's like, oh, yeah, the bombs come in, and, you know, you fucking arc light the place. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're playing Call of Duty. <laughs> so, it's, it's definitely that yeah. really cool experience that you only get. 
Well, when I went down, I was just thinking that the the sand, uh, cool guys don't look at explosions, but I didn't get the chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically you didn't. You were knocked out, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that whole operation was really fun. Um, we were just kind of hiding along the rock wall and uh, yeah. just constantly, uh, I, I think I used most of my magazines, which I didn't even do that much as a infantryman. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially really as a JTAC. Ever... Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very often that like you're just lighting up an area, right? I've I've had ops yeah. where like I don't shoot a single round just because we're like we're near the action, but I really don't ever get to see. And then there's some ops where yeah. I'm on like two mags left and like I'm getting surrounded. So it, yeah, it's, some it's ops depends like, on how Shepard is. <laughs> yeah, some ops we're with one three and we're just kind of doing Overwatch, but other times we're in it with one 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 two and we're just I'm laying down hate, you know, I'm laying down some some suppressive fire with the. Uh, with my, um, I was gonna say M16, M4. You know, you just put that on full auto and you mount it up, and it's basically an M240. So, yeah, pretty much at that point, you're just yeah. kind of shooting at anything. Doesn't matter if you hit it, it's just suppressing it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, some operations, like I've run out of magazines as a uh, as a JTAC, which is surprising, yeah. you know, because uh, especially when you're with when you're with platoon command. Uh, there's sometimes when you're not exactly a trigger puller and you're just kind of hanging out, spotting targets, uh, you're driving, riding along, getting some uh, extra ammunition and weaponry to uh, Marines that are out there. And then sometimes you're just in the thick of it and you are basically an infantryman, but you have four networks that you need to oh, uh, yeah. listen into. <laughs> and if you go down, then uh, the entire platoon is screwed. So <laughs> no mount for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No mount. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a really fun job. Um, do you have any stories about being a GTAC? Um, does uh, that be recent? I'm trying to think of um, the the one talking about like, hey, there's a tank to our west. That that really comes to mind. Just like you're you're just kind of told something and expect to know it, and it's like, yeah, okay, th- thanks for telling me. Now nah, I'm really I'm really appreciative of like appreciative of it. Um, but I, I need to know where it is exactly because I, yeah. I can't just call in a target west. Um, I've had some moments where, oh, so last campaign um, when uh, we were we were doing mount, uh, it was on one of the uh, villages. I can't remember exactly where it is. It was like one of the first stops we went into. Um, it was me, Wade, uh, Moyers when he was still with the first platoon command. Um, I think Shepard was there, too. And we were clearing house to house, falling, I think it was behind one, two. Um, and they were just getting hit by like some sniper, some random sniper in the middle of the town. We're like, damn, what, where the hell is this guy? Like, we, we can't yeah. find him. And all we hear is yelling. And it's like, I, I, I put hands up. Don't, don't shoot. Don't shoot. I have hands. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, this guy is messing with us. So I open up the back door, you know, Boyers and Wade are like yelling. And I'm like, put, put your, put your gun down, put your gun down. He's like, I got my gun down. Like, okay, come outside. And I just walk up behind him. The dude's got his SVD, like trying to aim at the doorway to see when someone walks in. <laughs> I headshot him once and just start mag dumping him. It was just yeah. so funny. Cause it was, it was such a random moment where it was like, you know, this guy could have just taken us all out if if the Zeus at that moment was paying attention. But luckily, luckily he wasn't. Um, some other moments, just more of just getting blown up on accident, or um, oh, you're getting you're getting overrun, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, yeah, just drop it right on top of me, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm to remember, it was when Kali and I were first becoming JTEX. It was like I think our it was in the Ukrainian campaign actually. Um, just 
total just like haywire. Like everything went haywire. You know, helicopters were just crashing left and right. Um, we were in a town. Um, we had just done the PSO op, and then that Sunday, um, we had marked an LZ, and the LZ was perfect. It was a perfect LZ. No hate to Mac 36. I love y'all, but it was <laughs> a UH1Y. It's flying mm-hmm. over the town, and I said, "Hey, come in east to west, because any other way, you're not gonna fit in here. You have to come in here east to west." Okay, east to yeah. west. He comes in, and then all of a sudden, he clips a light pole, runs over like oh, five Marines, and explodes. Man, and that—that that oh, was that's the most. Fun. <laughs> there's a clip up there somewhere but it was just it was just it was like a movie it was like in a movie scene like i expect to see like um you know at the movie theater he just rolls over like five marines and i turn around like oh crap this is gonna get blamed on me luckily it didn't it didn't yeah, yeah. so uh we were lucky about that one <laughs> but it, it's just crazy like it, it was just yeah you know stuff that like if you're not you know you're not doing you won't ever notice. You just think, oh, helicopter crash, but you don't know behind the scenes. It's like, yeah. damn, like I, I kind of caused that. <laughs> Even just listening into the cast and transport net stern operations, I mean, I, I learned a lot about what needs to be done, what needs to be said. Um, like, I've obviously done uh, a few cast strikes, and uh, I, I've uh, I've done the research, and I have the I have a little piece of paper that, or not even paper, uh, it's a document that I put up on my second monitor. And uh, that has all the necessary information. And uh, but really, you learn the, the best from listening in from what other people are doing. And uh, that's where you gain your habits, good ones and bad ones. Uh, and you're just kind of listening in and seeing what other people are doing. So you can kind of fit that into what you're doing. But it, it gets hectic sometimes. And uh, yeah, I, I've learned a ton from that. But at, at the same time, I, I've had some. I, I hear what's going on and I'm like, hold on a second. What do you mean an unguided rocket almost hit uh first platoon <laughs> first squad? Like, <laughs> you know, and um, just hopping on the net, you can hear, Oh, uh, red air, red air, red air. You know, there's an MI eight that's flying over. You're like, Oh, you look for the MI eight. All of a sudden you see the MI eight and it's got the gun pointed at you, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Really important information right there. And it's really interesting stuff as well. Um, yeah, but, um, I mean, what is your backstory in the PTF? What all have you done? Um, cause I, oh. we obviously know you're, you've been a JTAC for the past uh, few months, but other than that. Yeah. So, um, the PTF I'd say was my first actual Milsim. So I'd say mid 2018, I was looking for groups. I, I was in a Vietnam group. And it really wasn't, it was more casual. Like, hey, we'd get on for operations. There's no trainings. So there's nothing. It's just, hey, let's get on doing op. And I wanted something, you know, more professional. Um, and I was looking through clans list and I saw Paramarine Task Force. And I was like, okay, I mean, that, that's a cool idea. You know, I, I like Airborne. I like the Marines. So I went in there and, um, you know, I'm talking to the recruiter and I'm like, you know what? I want to be a pilot. And he's like, well, we got one slot open and it's for eight ballers. And I was like, Sure, sign me up. I didn't know what eight ballers was. I, I just heard pilot, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, it, it could have been like driving the golf cart around the you know airfield or whatever. And it turns out that eight ballers was the medevac. So um, mm-hmm. eight ballers is a real unit. It's uh, it, 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 at the time we were the only people in the UH uh, in the PTF that flew the UH sixty, and so we were of course Navy. All the other Mac thirty six pilots um, were Marines, so we were kind of like the outcast. And at the time. Um, 
my squadron leader was uh think w clark he's not the same clark that's in the ptf now it's a completely different clark great guy um he's a veteran used to be in the army he was 11 bravo awesome dude and he taught me everything i know about being a pilot and he taught me how to do advanced flight model how to do a lot of emergency landings yeah he was he was a great teacher for me i really you know i really thank him for everything he's told me um and he was like okay I already have a co-pilot, so you're going to be the co-pilot for a Lopez. No correlation to the Lopez and the PTF either. He's, it's just you know very similar names. And Lopez, I swear to God, he was like 14 years old. You know, he's this 14-year-old Mexican kid. You know, he was really funny, but he was really childish. And yeah. um, <laughs> it, it seemed like everybody hated him. And you know, I, I really didn't know why. I was the new guy. You know, I, and to me, I never had a problem with him. You know, he, he just liked to joke around a lot. Cra- he crashed a lot. You know, that I guess that was one of the main reasons. Why he was one of the Mayday kids on the uh, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> yeah. So um, Lopez switched over, I think, to fixed wing. Um, and then I became a baller one, two. So I was the main pilot for that. I got my own co-pilots, went through a couple of them. You know, they moved on, did other stuff. And so I'd say about. Um, it was a couple months before the PTF kind of ended the first time. Um, I was finishing up high school. I wanted to get through with it. And I was like, hey, you know, I love the unit, but I just need to pay attention to my schooling. I said, okay. I left. Um, and I'd say it was midway through 2021, around May, I believe. And I wanted to get back into Arma. I hadn't played Arma in about three years. Um, I was really kind of rusty at it, and I decided to hop on, look at clans list, and I saw Paramarine Task Force. Now, I had known they had closed down because I still talked to people from the PTF, so I was like, oh, okay, it's an old thing, but it was still getting votes, so I was like, okay, let me check up on it. Joined the Discord, saw it was back up and running, went through, joined. I went as a corpsman, so when uh, 2nd Platoon was LAR, I went as a corpsman, was their corpsman for a while. I went to... Um, do military obligation, came back, and that's how I became a JTAC. Um, so pretty much I've done um, almost everything in the unit. I've been infantry, um, machine gunner, I've been a pilot, I've been a corpsman, and I've been a JTAC. only thing I haven't been is like an actual um, leadership position. So may- maybe soon, maybe soon, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of seems funny. like I've done a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what was the old PTF li- or PTF and also Mag 36 like? Uh, I mean, you mentioned that we had UH 60s, which is crazy to me because uh, I made a joke about adding UH 60s uh, about a week ago, uh, just because that's a complete non mm-hmm. uh, non Marines thing. I was like, man, we should definitely ask for some UH 60s. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, y'all used to actually have them. Yeah, yeah. So it was really there was only ever two. So. Um, it was eight baller one, one, which was fun by Clark and then eight baller one, two, which was Lopez than me. Um, and because we were the only, um, Navy pilots, I believe there might've been, I think they switched over to Navy, uh, fixed wing at some point, but for the time being, we were the only pilots. So, um, I was an ensign and then Clark was Lieutenant junior grade. So it, it was really different because you kind of knew when the eight ballers were there because we were the only one with UH 60s. Um, so we had a very different training regimen than everybody else um you know the uh 60 um flies very differently to a super stallion or a uh1y um so it was kind of like that learning curve because everybody um 
in mag 36 could easily switch between you know hey today i'm going to run cast um tomorrow i'm going to run transport because uh, operations were slightly different back then and you know they could easily do that but for us you were only stuck you were stuck at that one because the only certification you got was on the uh uh 60s so um it was a lot different i would say mag 36 from what i've seen was a lot more stricter back then um, I don't know how they do it now, but I remember having to do, you had to learn an entire takeoff protocol. You, even if you were the only person on the server, you had to call into the ATC tower. You know, it, it was, it, it was kind of realistic. And I really did like that because it did add that little bit of um, extra flair to what was just flying around. Um, and it was good learning from people. You know, I, I learned a lot, especially from you know, the people that were there for the unit had been up for, I believe, two years at that point when I had come in. So, you know, I had some good role models. Um, you know, there were some people that were just kind of like arrogant, but that, I mean, that's everywhere. But I'd say some of the best leaders that I know um, came from MAG-36 PTF. You had a really good foundation to learn on. Oh, yes, most most definitely. I mean, that, that's what that's the one thing I do like about the PTF is just that that foundation that you get, because um I mean, even back then, you know, there were some people that were like, oh, my rank is higher than you. And I'm glad that that really isn't here now anymore. You know, and no one's like pulling rank. I mean, it's kind of weird on an online video game to be pulling rank or whatever. Yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> we're all the same. But um, back then they did it. Now, now that no one really does that anymore, which is a nice thing. You know, everybody's here to, you know, learn and also do operations. Like, you know, if, if you get, you know, killed in an operation it's it's a lot different than you know dying in real life so it's kind of like that disconnect where you need to realize that hey you know this is a video game i understand you know it's supposed to be you know a milsim we're simulating military operations but there needs to be a point where like you can have some fun yeah for sure and uh i've said that on different episodes um but the ptf we have that fine line you know um we can easily just uh we can have fun and then 10 seconds later, we start getting shot at. All of a sudden, we just go ahead and go through our protocol. Okay. Well, we need to get in this formation, a uh, defensive formation. We need to get in uh, 360 security or whatever we need to do. And we need to start finding that target and firing on it. We need to have the, the machine gunners up on um, either laying down or up on a uh, uh, um, up on a trench and firing on All of a sudden, you know, we are in the attack mode. We're not we're not just having fun anymore and joking around. We're, we're, we're being serious. Uh, and we get to that eight out of 10 realism, I think really well, because uh, nobody wants to be full realistic. Cause oh, yeah. and, and realism, the army kind of sucks. The Marines kind of yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> you just, uh, you're having an actual operation. You're just kind of sitting in the mud for two hours and all of a sudden, all right, y'all we're going to go home. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much how it is a lot of time. Yeah. And, yeah, speaking about the whole military thing, um, it's really nice, especially in the PTF, uh, to be able to see people that are currently serving right now um, and people that are veterans. Uh, you know, we have a yeah. small group of veterans. We have a small group of active duty people, just not in the, even the U.S. You know, in Canada, we have Cauley, um, Phillips, two people just name off the top of my head. They're in the Canadian military. And yeah, right, it's cool too. to see. Oh yeah, and it's cool to see just um, everybody come together and just be able to talk about yeah. experiences because you know the military is kind of like that that weird thing that you know if you're not in the know you don't know right it's yeah. hard to to fake a story about being in the military realistically without somebody realizing like 
hey, this guy really isn't here. And we've had that before. I remember in the PTF um, a long time ago, we had a dude claiming to be a Marine that was uh, injured in combat. Stoney actually did digging and found out this dude was like, he believed that he was in the Marines at some point, but he was lying about a major part of his story, which, I mean, you know, goes to show that, you know, like, yeah, you can come in here and claim all that stuff, but, you know, it's only going to be so long before we realize, like, hey, this guy's lying. And and we don't, yeah, we don't really tolerate liars here. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like you're going to get kicked out or nothing. But, I mean, it's just if you're not in an honest character in the PTF, then why would you still be here after you lied and the whole thing happened? Like, it's just um, we don't really appreciate that sort of thing here. Yeah. And I mean, and that that's the nice thing is, you know, we have yeah. that you know group of um, people that are willing to hold up a standard and, you know, um, just you know, speaking about the military, it's it's a lot different. You know, this isn't we're not we're not trying to claim to be a military when it's a milsim, um, but a lot of the training that we do, especially like in operations and lead up to operations um, and even just the small trainings that you need to get promoted in the unit are very closely based on, you know, real life tactics, which is like really cool to see because it's that, you know, level of like realism and kind of gets you kind of immersed in what's going on versus like, Oh, you showed up, you know, congratulations. You're now a Sergeant. Like you need to be able to pass these courses. I was taking a uh, real life, like swap mount. Um, and this is after I'd taken the course in Arma and all that. And I was thinking, I, I want to see what's all wrong in the armor stuff. Yeah. And obviously it's a little different for SWAT, the military, uh, big difference is You're not trying to shoot people if you don't need to. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we stacked up literally just like we do in, uh, Arma. And then we breached the room exactly how we would in Arma. Um, uh, more or less, uh, and we cleared the room more or less how we do in Arma. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, was, it was very closely to like, especially yeah. like in basic. I still remember doing the stuff in basic, and I'm like, yeah, I, I remember doing that. And they'll they'll be talking about it like mid training, and I'll be like answering the question. And it's it's that little bit of just knowledge that, um, you know, even though you're not in the military, you kind of uh, get to pick apart and be able to get stuff that's actually from the military. And, you know, put that in your mind and let think about it. So then if you ever do something like that, you can be like, hey, we need to do this. And someone's like, oh, you know, good job. Now, don't ever do that in basic, you know, because the drill sergeant will yell at you and call you a know-it-all. Yeah. And then you're getting, you know, smoked for you know 30 minutes because you want to know everything. But it, it's that little bit of you. just knowledge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for sure, man. Um, and just tying back to, like, stories uh, that you have. I mean, uh, like, what was First Platoon really doing last operation? Like, what was it? Like, what the, what were we actually doing to uh, help support for the uh, the attack? And uh, yeah. I, I want to know a little more about the Javelin incident. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> last operation, uh, especially uh, First Platoon HQ, we were playing more of a uh, support role. Um, you know, driving around in a Humvee, making sure that, you know, um, the squads in the platoon were full on ammo, on any supplies, medical, whatever they need. I'm calling in uh, resupplies. And we were just kind of pushing through, clearing houses, doing a lot of mount, um, which we've been training on very recently, especially down at the squad level. Um, and our Humvee had gotten attacked by a BTR, uh, and we were able to knock out the BTR, but our Humvee was destroyed, and we needed a javelin. So, 
I get on the radio and I call it a Mac 36. No hate to them. Uh, like I said before, I love Mac 36. It was just a miscommunication. I said I need one Humvee with a 50 cal on top and one times javelin. Now, I assumed that meant one times javelin meant a one times javelin. Well, it meant one times javelin ammunition. So they bring the Humvee. Mm-hmm. That works perfectly fine. And the javelin ammo. So then Shepard's like, why do they just give us ammo? Well, where's the javelin at? So I called back again. I said, I need one times javelin with ammo. Okay, we got the story. Then a couple, like I'd say about a minute after I say that, all I hear is one of the Magnesis guys say, oh, the Zeus's have blessed you guys. Okay, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. He didn't elaborate. And I was just like, okay, you know, he just got what we needed. Apparently, he got 500 cameras for the javelin. <laughs> you know, like transports it to the unit that needed the javelin. And they're like, what what's this? Like where, where's our stuff at? And, and so now I'm it's looking making me look bad because I keep having to call back to be like, hey, we just need one times javelin with ammo. I you know it, I think it was a miscommunication. <laughs> I think somebody at Mac 36 asked the Zeus for a javelin. The Zeus just kept clicking on accident. I believe he was doing something else. He was preoccupied and just accidentally put 500 in there. You know that. Yeah. It, it's just a fun story you know it's that, it's mistake. the little things it's the little things yeah. you know <laughs> and it, it's just what's fun because you know i'm 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 sitting in the back i'm trying to listen in and shepherd's like yo finny why is there 500 cameras i'm like dude listen like i i don't know man like i'm just telling them what you told me i'm 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 the middleman here like don't don't shoot the messenger go, go to them afterwards and they did and it was, i think it was a zeus thing I believe the Zeus was just um, pre- preoccupied and they asked him and, you know, he just was like, okay, here you go. And gave him 500 and left. So, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's just the little things that make it fun. Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened last operation as well. Uh, for those who don't know, at the end, uh, one of the insurgents, uh, I, I believe it was special operations uh, insurgents or something like that. Uh, he was driving a red Jeep. He was, uh, as we were about to extract, uh, he was riding along the road, he turned back around and, uh, started laying into, uh, some, uh, some friendly, uh, infantry. Uh, I responded and, you know, took out the vehicle and, uh, I, I was actually the one under fire, but and, uh, I think Finn might've heard me on the, on the platoon oh, that yeah. just going, <laughs> I'm getting hit. I'm getting fired on. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just out of but, nowhere. They're doing a drive by on you. Yeah, but we uh, took a picture of the guys, and uh, they were wearing uh, tiger strap camo. So we're going to see they're going to be uh, trees out four from here on out. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> we called in the extract, and um, my microphone's on the, it was a little, going a little haywire all last operation. Uh, There's some issues with muting and all that stuff. Uh, and I was trying to, uh, you, I think you were offline or something, uh, or you were going offline. I was yeah, trying to I call it for you. Yeah, and uh, I was trying to call it in for you, but they couldn't hear me, so <laughs> nothing I could really do. My microphone just wasn't working, uh, so that's really not a good thing when you're a JTAC. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've had that happen before. My mic will just not work, and I'll be like trying yeah. to talk to somebody, and they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, it, does everyone yeah. just have me muted? And I look at it, and it's like, oh, my microphone, for some reason, disconnected from TeamSpeak. And I'm like, I've been talking yeah. to you guys for like 20 minutes, and nobody was like, hey, Finney, what's going on back there? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like oh cool thanks yeah my, my first operation with you i thought you were just kind of quiet <laughs> yeah i know it, it's it's happened bro 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, but we got fired on. We took out the targets, and then uh, during the extract, there was a slight mishap with uh, AA. Um, and then, well, we actually had to do a rescue operation afterwards. And oh, yeah. um, Phantom, one of our pilots, uh, he ended up getting shot down uh, south of the objective near a warlord's house, and um, he was captured by enemy. And uh, he decided to hop on to uh, the one one, I believe, Alpha. Oh uh, yeah, fire team. <laughs> which just for anybody who doesn't know, that is Ollie, Sharky, and then uh, some other people. And both of those people are Iraqi. They don't yeah. speak perfect English. Perfect English. So, <laughs> and Fansom is, Malaysian, and he definitely Malaysian. doesn't speak perfect English. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that <laughs> was a whole thing. Uh, and so they were both, you know, speaking bad English to each other and then trying to relay that to uh, Taylor and Taylor was relaying that up to uh, Shepard and Shepard was la- relaying that up to um, Wade and like it was a whole operation that we left him behind and all that <laughs> uh, it it was I was down for most of that operation oh, uh, yeah. the, the rescue operation uh, and so was White but I just remember we hopped off the helicopter and I was I was thinking like, wow, this is like Vietnam style. Yeah. Like we're just dismounting <laughs> from the choppers. There's like four different LZs. Uh, and it's just like a huge, just pincer operation. Get inside the compound, uh, rescue our guy and get him. And uh, yeah, I, I got shot uh, when I was making it over to the wall uh, to get a little bit of cover. And then uh, when I got up, I was healing myself up by that wall. Uh, and then I realized that white went down. I started trying to heal up uh, white. And uh, as I was doing that, I got shot in the back of the head. Uh, a corpsman came over and was like, dude, how are you down? Like, you're barely even hurt. And I ended up being down for until we got back to base, I think. So <laughs> that, that is how yeah. it would be sometimes with the corpsman. They'll be like, dude, yeah. I, I just gave you everything. Like, what's going on? It's like that one little thing that, like, yeah. they just forgot to check and you're just down. You're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let me just go on my phone real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's your favorite PTF moment? I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of different moments. So you talk about a lot of great stories, but uh, what do, what would you say your favorite thing is? Um, this is from old PTF. I think mm-hmm. one of my most favorite things. Um, so yeah, I was new to Arma, right? I really didn't yep. um know a lot of the keybinds, and this is so for anybody that knows the salute button and the sit button are right next to each other. And I'm new, so I'm, like, trying to figure it out. And I was getting promoted. And um, I was a SNA. I was going to Ensign. Um, and they call my name. You know, all the pilots get up there that are getting promoted from SA, SNA to Ensign. And you're supposed to, after, um, you know, they say, oh, congratulations or whatever, he salutes first and you salute back. Well, everybody else is saluting, and I accidentally sit on the floor. motion ceremonies were big like we used to have like 60 people 60 plus people there and wade at the time goes oh you're gonna do be a lot you're gonna be doing a lot of sitting around on the next stop you can get up now and i thought it was just funny and everybody broke out (laughs) laughing and everybody was having a good time but it was just like that was like the first major moment in the ptf for like people knew who I was just because of that. Like if I would have just saluted perfectly, you know, everybody would be like, Oh, that's funny. But no, but they knew me as the guy that sat down during a promotion ceremony instead of saluting. Yeah. And, and they just, definitely did not funny. let that go for the next few Oh no, no, <laughs> it, it, was, it was kind of known that I did that. And that, yeah. that was just funny. Just that little stuff. 
Yeah, I remember my first promotion ceremony. I didn't know there was a salute button. So when I got up there and people started saluting, I was scrambling to find the key and I hit the wrong backslash. <laughs> like the wrong slash. I ended up typing in the chat on accident. So whole thing. that was hilarious though. I was just kind of staring at Wade and he was like, You get a salute? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's hilarious. Um and just to kind of cap things up here, um, if you had to get your friend in the PTF, what would you say? So Good I question. actually I'm actually pushing one of my friends to join the PTF right now. He's in the military with me. And I told him, I was like, hey, listen, like, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it, you get to meet a lot of different people. You know, you're talking about Ali and Sharky um, and Phantom. You know, they're not from the U.S. They're from di- complete different countries, complete different cultures. But we still can get on with them and have a good time. Um, Definitely. You know, it's just being able to be able to talk to different people and be able to get their side, like their perspective um, is what makes the unit good. You know, yeah, um, definitely. we're not, we're serious, but we're not to the point where, you know, you got to stand at parade rest when talking to NCO, you know, we're not doing any of that. It, we're just here for fun. And you know, that's yeah. the main thing that I tell people is like, Hey, we're doing this for fun. You know, if you want a more serious thing, you can go to like one of the realism units where, you know, you have to do all of that and do, you know, a two month, you know, basic training. You know, but here, you know, you just go in, um, you can go in as a recruit to an operation, get to learn the ropes, go to a training and you're already qualified. You know, you're a private going in. Now you're rocking with a great group of a great group of guys. And, you know, that's that's what we're here for. So, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, my answer is pretty much the same. And especially with the international people, I mean, now I have friends that are in completely different countries and that's just kind of it's cool to be able to say, yeah, I mean, like my buddy in Canada, he, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he's in the army, you know? And they're like, wait, I have a buddy in Canada. Oh, I play video games with him. <laughs> yeah, I play video games with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a very fun thing in the PTF to be able to say, like, it, it's, it's international and anybody can join uh, given their schedule. And, uh, I mean, People like Ali and uh, Sharky, I mean, they're really fun people. And uh, we have yeah. different cultures, which means that it's it, we can kind of tell them about stuff. And they're like, wait, what? I was telling them about bidets and they were uh, they were really confused why we were <laughs> shooting water in our asses. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said it was a water gun for your ass. So that, that might have I mean, not you're not wrong. Much. You're not wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to the people at home? Um. You know, like, hey, fo- follow your heart, you know, go reach for the stars. That's all you got to do. Um, oh, yeah, tomorrow, well, for people listening in on, uh, oh, they'd probably be past already, but Friday, Pierre Bourne releases his next album, and it's supposed to be really good. So everybody tune in, Pierre Bourne on Spotify, good movie. There you go. That, that'll be my uh, ending off quote here. It's all in one place. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> and uh, album. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, this has been the PTF podcast, the jump net. If you want to join the PTF, then you need to go to uh, www.paramarines.com, uh, make an account and uh, submit an application, join the discord and uh, speak to a recruiter. They're going to pull you into the team speak and they're going to, they're going to uh, have a conversation with you, um, go through your application. And uh, hopefully that means that you're going to be able to get into the PTF. Uh, please do not sign up if you are not, 17 years or older. Uh, Thank you very much for watching and have a fantastic day.